Sunshine Show. Hope you had a fantastic extended Labor Day weekend with family, friends, and probably some college football. We welcome you and invite your statewide and beyond participation. It is best and worst of the extended weekend. We have a guy who went viral this weekend as one of our guests. Mac is back in Chapel Hill. His Tar Heels, as an underdog, went to Charlotte and beat South Carolina of the SEC. We will pick over the details of Carolina's win, Wolfpack over ECU, UVA making a statement as the preseason Coastal Division favorite in the ACC. Jalen Hurts looks really good in an Oklahoma uniform. Justin Fields, formerly of UGA as a quarterback, looks really good at Ohio State. There were predictable wins, Alabama over Duke and otherwise. There were important games, Auburn over Oregon and otherwise. We will discuss the national college football picture. We will talk about games closer to home with UNC, UVA, and Wake Forest posting the biggest FBS wins. Clemson won as expected last Thursday. NC State won as expected on Saturday afternoon. It was a smashing success on the field at Carter-Finley Stadium and with stop number one of our 2019 Big Tailgate Tour, driven by Continental Tire. A lot of fun. Thanks to those of you who came to see us at Backyard Bistro before heading in to the see the big game. Wolfpack over Pirates, and it was as dominant as predicted. 34-6 to was the final score there. We'll get into the local games. We'll get into the national games. We'll get into the NFL's cut weekend. We will pick over other headlines from Major League Baseball and Team USA at the World Cup. Spoiler alert, they needed overtime earlier today to barely, barely, barely extend what has become a 44 straight game basketball winning streak in either World Cup or Olympics competition. New coach, remember Greg Popovich in for that Mike Krzyzewski guy. Different array of stars. It's kind of a Team USA B team, if you will. But Harrison Barnes, formerly of UNC. Jason Tatum, formerly of Duke. Kemba Walker, formerly of your Charlotte Hornets, among the stars as the Americans are off to a 2-0 start. The Mac Brown guy went viral for the Tar Heels win over the Gamecocks, went even more viral for his emotional sideline interview after the game with, remember, his friend and former colleague, Allison Williams, as she asked the right questions, and Mac Brown had a tough time getting through those answers because of the emotions of that win over South Carolina. He went even more viral, perhaps, with his 68-year-old man still got some dance moves in the locker room as the players had asked him to dance in other contexts. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'm a 68-year-old man. I'm not going to dance now, but if you beat the Gamecocks at Bank of America Stadium in week one, you'll see the old man dance. They got the win. He did the locker room dance, and that one went viral as well. We'll ask him, of course, about the game. We'll ask him about the dance. We'll ask him about the emotions. We'll ask him about his true freshman quarterback, Sam Howell, First true freshman to start at quarterback in a season opener, they believe, in the history of Carolina football. He took his lumps. He took a lot of hits. 
He overcame adversity. He led that comeback victory. He had a lot of help along those lines. We will pick over the details of wins by the Deeks, the Pack, the Tar Heels, the Cavs, and others. We will pick over the details of some disappointments as well. Some Pirates fans unhappy with another thrashing at the hands of NC State, even as they are optimistic more generally about the start of the Mike Houston era. We welcome your thoughts. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the weekend that was and why? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere over the weekend that was and why? The Carolina Panthers made some predictable news or, or moves. Who are Cam's backups at quarterback going to be on the 53-man roster? as all NFL teams went from 90 to 53, plus the practice squad. Christian McCaffrey's backup running backs were different than some had projected, and that Cameron Artis Payne guy, who had become a mainstay as a backup in a Panthers uniform, has been sent packing. Graham Gano is not going to kick this year for anybody. Like, by rule, he is not allowed to kick for the Panthers or anybody else. Why? Well, without getting into the gory details, he was put on injured reserve. That means even if he gets healthy at midseason, he's had a knee problem since late last year in his plant leg. Even if he gets healthy, even if the Panthers wanted to trade him, maybe Joey Sly, his backup, has a great 2019 season. Graham Gano, because of how and when they placed him on IR, can't kick for anybody in the 2019 season. So he remains a member of the Carolina Panthers organization, but Joey Sly will be that kickoff guy and field goal PAT guy, former Virginia Tech star, finally getting his biggest chance to make a name for himself in the NFL. Veteran wideout Torrey Smith was also sent packing as the Panthers added new names, like guys you might have never heard of at wideout and defensive back and even on special teams. Marty Herney explained as the Panthers GM some of the rationale for those additions and subtractions. We'll get into that with your questions and comments and, of course, with your votes for best and worst of the weekend. What I got in my inbox over the weekend did include a lot of college football. Florida State coming off an unbelievably disappointing first year under Willie Taggart, lost to Boise State in Tallahassee. Now, it doesn't mean your season is doomed, but that guy was already under the hottest microscope of any of the 14 ACC head coaches. There are a lot of guys who could lose this weekend and not hear about it. If you're brand new, for example, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt from all but the lunatics in your fan base. If you're brand new, you probably inherited something bad from the last guy. It takes a while to build something. Well, if you're the second-year guy at a school that hadn't missed a bowl game in more than three decades, and then you missed a bowl game last year, and then lost your opener to Boise State, fans don't want to hear that Boise might be the best team in the Mountain West. Fans don't want to hear that Boise might be the best team outside the Power Five. They don't want to hear about their star freshman quarterback. They don't want to hear about their preseason defensive player of the year in their league. They want to see you win, and they lost in Tallahassee. Florida State joined Tennessee, Virginia Tech, and others in college football on the worst of the weekend list. There was a mascot penalty in college football this weekend. There was an injured cheerleader, and you all know how we feel about cheerleaders here. This was a worst of the weekend for sure. Happened last night as Notre Dame handed Scott Satterfield and Louisville the first loss of their time together. Credit to Coach Sat, though. After the Cardinals laid down but like a bunch of flea-ridden dogs at the end of the Bobby Petrino era, 
They played hard. They had a plan. They bothered Notre Dame last night in the Labor Day evening national TV matchup. So if you're into moral victories, I know Scott Satterfield will say he's not. But playing hard and playing together and playing with a concept certainly beats the heck out of laying down like flea-ridden dogs who don't like their coach or each other. That's what Louisville football looked like for much of last season. It is a turning of the page for sure, even in defeat for that program under a guy that we know really, really well. Best of the weekend shout-outs beyond college football, the NFL. The Atlanta Braves have won five in a row and look like the NL East champions in a dangerous playoff team. Justin Verlander threw another no-hitter. You had me at I married Kate Upton. You don't have to keep doing this, but like Tom Brady in the NFL, Verlander, who's only 36, says he wants to pitch all the way until he's 45 years old. He's already won the Cy Young Award and may win another this year. He's already won a World Series title with these Astros, remember, a couple years ago, and has them positioned to make another run this year. Only two men in Major League Baseball history have more no-hitters than Justin Verlander's three. Others have three. But it's Nolan Ryan and Sandy Koufax. That's that's it. Kate Upton, best I know, has no no-hitters to her name, although we do credit her with a lot of alternative accomplishments. The Carolina Panthers. Jacoby Brissett got a new big deal as the Indianapolis Colts' starting quarterback. He was scheduled to make an average of like a million dollars a year. Now, that's good. Don't get me wrong. His rookie deal after leaving NC State averaged about a million a year over four years. That's good money, right? Well, Andrew Luck did surprise virtually everybody and retire. That did bump up Jacoby Brissett. Reports over the weekend, his new deal as the starter? How about two years, $30 million, with $20 million of that guaranteed? You like a million a year until you hear the possibility of two years and $30 million with two-thirds of that guaranteed. Shout out to one more former Wolfpack quarterback now strutting his stuff in the NFL. And as I say hello to Darren Vaught, and as we look forward to Mac Brown next hour, he'll join us in about 60 minutes. Mick Mixon on the Carolina Panthers as well. The voice of the Carolina Panthers will join us third hour. Darren Vaught, great to see you at the Big Tailgate Tour. Intern Will was also a part of our extravaganza at Carter-Finley Stadium and Backyard Bistro. Will, representing William Peace University, is not only an all-around good guy, but an outstanding intern and the first voice you will hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. Darren, you and I have another. Heck, when we talk to Mac Brown, we have to make a question or two look forward. Like, we're bringing the big tailgate tour to Chapel Hill next. So thanks to all the Wolfpack fans that we met this weekend. A lot of ECU fans as well came out to see us. Congrats to Sam and Lynn Homewood, winners of the Tailgate of the Week honor. Remember, you can't win Tailgate of the Year unless you win Tailgate of the Week. So congratulations to those old friends of the David Glenn Show. Anybody headed to Miami UNC this coming Saturday night, Remember to drop us an email, davidglenshow at gmail.com, or visit our website, bigtailgatetour.com. Tell us where you'll be. UNC has a very spread-out tailgating concept. Like, it's hard for us to find you from our location on Franklin Street. So be detailed. Give us landmarks, parking spot numbers, et cetera. One more thing we'll get into today, Darren, and I hope you appreciate this, given that you're central to planning the Big Tailgate Tour. One important hurricane was the subject of a much-anticipated announcement over the weekend, yet it wasn't Dorian. 
Hockey fans in North Carolina remain in Justin Williams' cone of uncertainty <laughs> after he announced over the weekend he's taking a, quote, step away from the NHL, leaving perhaps the door cracked. He didn't say retire. He did not say retirement. We applaud him whether he's done. He's not done. He's coming back to the Canes. He's going to hang on somewhere else. I don't know. We love Justin Williams, whether he has more in the tank or not. And always will. He was a part, of course, a big part of that Stanley Cup championship team in 2006. Mr. Game 7 gets to make his determinations on his terms, family, city, and otherwise. So it is a cracked door, but at least for now, Rod Brindamore and the Canes have to move forward without their team captain, without their multi-time Stanley Cup champion leader and clutch player. There were headlines from all over the basketball, hockey, baseball, NFL, college football world this weekend and one more thing the Burlington Royals won Friday night after the lovely and talented Maria and I showed up to throw out the first pitch technically Maria was off to the side I didn't throw a curve Darren I was warming up on the side with the general manager of the Burlington Royals a guy named Mikey Morrison whom, whom I thank for the invitation even got to hang out with the commissioner president of the Appalachian League and the town manager of the city of Burlington and their wives. Like, we were treated like British royalty out in Burlington, N.C. Warming up on the side, and, you know, baseball's different than the football we were throwing all weekend at the Big Tailgate Tour. <laughs> right. Couldn't, couldn't quite control the curve <laughs> the way I did for 20 years as the couldn't junk ball snap you want. Every other curve was dropping right in there. And I just, I didn't want to go out there 50-50 chances, right? I mean, the Royals had to win. I had to set the tone. So I went to the old fastball, the more reliable at this stage of my career fastball. I did have an inside corner solid strike while throwing from the rubber itself. None of this standing on the grass oh, I stuff. Saw. None of this asked the catcher to stand in front of home plate. He was in the crouch kindly came out and gave me the gentlemanly handshake after I probably broke, you know, 55 miles an hour on the radar gun. <laughs> but it was a strike. It got the ball rolling. Thanks to the Burlington Royals for their amazing hospitality. And also, congrats, the Durham Bulls are in the playoffs again. The Fayetteville Woodpeckers of the Carolina League. The Down East Wood Ducks are playing the Woodpeckers. Winner take all. Loser leaves town. In Carolina League postseason action, and the Hickory Crawdads uh, made five, at least five teams from our backyard participating in the minor league baseball postseason. We can't throw first pitches for everybody, but we have turned into a good luck charm. Best I know, we have not lost a game, Darren, when we set the tone with that world-class first pitch from the rubber to the crouching catcher, wearing an authentic jersey. I mean, they laid it out correctly. All I did was punch the right buttons. You, you set the tone that way, you win postseason baseball games. Well, not, I, not only did you set the tone. 538.com <laughs> has studied this and found a correlation between well-executed first Certainly. pitches and postseason victories in minor league baseball. Of course they have. Uh, not only did you set the tone for Friday, I saw, what was it, the oh, very yeah. next day, they won in 14 innings, like a crazy game. Oh, they're extras. on to the next round, and they're already leading in that round. In fact, if you're into minor league baseball, the Durham Bulls are home tomorrow and Thursday night. The Burlington Royals are home tonight and tomorrow night, but only if necessary tomorrow night. I mean, they just might sweep Johnson City right out of the postseason entirely. 
Fayetteville against the Wood Ducks. They play each other. Games one and two in Fayetteville tomorrow and Thursday. The Hickory Crawdads, your fifth and final option for postseason minor league baseball. Shout out to all of them for best of the Labor Day weekend accomplishments from that corner of our sports universe. Mac Brown in less than 60 minutes. He was Mr. Viral Football Coach. He is the winningest active coach at the FBS level and one of only five guys with a national championship already to his credit as an FBS head coach. He did that at Texas, of course. Mac is back in Chapel Hill. They beat the Gamecocks in Charlotte. They host the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday night. Mick Mixon, third hour on all things NFL. What was the best thing you saw anywhere over the last four days and what made it that? What was the worst thing you saw and why? Best and worst of the weekend ramps up with your phone calls on the other side. Mac Brown in hour two. Mick Mixon in hour three. A lot more of my thoughts on the college football weekend that was. Whether your favorite team won or lost, there was something to learn. Your questions, your comments, and your best and worst of the weekend votes on the other side. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on The David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is the David Glenn Show. Allison, just proud of the guys. These guys have had a tough time, and we worked really hard. We made so many mistakes. Oh, my God. And for them to win this game is such a, a great win for those kids, uh, our coaching staff, and these fans, because they've waited for this a long time. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Extended Weekend. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that? That was UNC head coach Mac Brown. He went viral for beating the Gamecocks in his first assignment since returning to UNC after a 20-year absence. Texas Longhorns, national championship, among other accomplishments there. Five years in the ESPN broadcast booth. Allison Williams of ESPN, whom he was talking to there, became a friend of his during their time together with the worldwide leader. That Mac Brown also went viral for his post-game dance in the locker room, for that emotional conversation on national TV, and for Carolina 24, Gamecocks 20. It had been since 1997. As we welcome your calls, what was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and why? What was the worst thing you saw and why? We have examples from the NFL, the Panthers, Major League Baseball, International Basketball, Justin Williams not retiring but stepping away from the Carolina Hurricanes and the NHL. And, of course, we have all sorts of votes, Florida State, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, and others for worst of the weekend. And then a lot for best of the weekend, including the North Carolina Tar Heels. If you have questions about your Pirates or Devils in defeat, about your Heels, your Wolfpack, and others in victory, Wake Forest had a good one on Friday night. You can chime in with your question or comment, or you can cast your ballot for best or worst of the weekend. Mac Brown will join us in less than 60 minutes. Hour number two, he'll drop by. Mick Mixon of the Carolina Panthers will be with us in hour number three. Glancing forward just a little bit for college football fans, even as I believe we only learned a little bit about the best teams nationally, I could tell you takeaways in victory or defeat for all the teams we follow 
In other words, Charlotte won its opener. Don't count on that being a theme in the first year of Will Healy, although credit to him, an energetic young coach who's done other good things at other stops as a head coach, ripping off his shirt like WWE WrestleMania style as he celebrated. So Mac Brown did his 68-year-old man dance with the Tar Heels. Will Healy went all incredible Hulk in the 49ers locker room, so credit him for that. ECU fans, I know you didn't like getting thrashed again by the Wolfpack. Take a look at Mike Houston's next five games. I can't guarantee you wins in most of those, but I can promise you that they are five assignments night and day different than facing Dave Doran at this stage of his time building the NC State Wolfpack. You were, you were undermanned against the pack, and your next five games, things will get a little trickier later for ECU in AAC play, but your next five games, given Mike Houston's track record as a head coach and given certainly not great talent, but you're likely to get better quarterback play when you know Holt Nailers and Reed Herring aren't under harassment as much as they were against the Wolfpack. They need to find more playmakers, but... It ain't over, even after defeats for some of these teams. Meanwhile, Matthew McKay of the Wolfpack had a nice start. If I'm a Wolfpack fan, yeah, I kind of expected a dominating win over ECU. 34-6 was the final, so that wasn't like last year's annihilation, but it was mostly what I think we predicted. Matthew McKay had a good start. He missed a lot of open receivers. Now, you can look at that either half full or half empty. When you need him to hit those open receivers later this year in closer games against better opposition, Dave Doran believes he can grow into being that guy. And it's not like he was bad against ECU, but he was one of the many first-year starters who was under the microscope. I would say more good than bad. A solid debut, not a great debut, but a solid debut for Matthew McKay, the redshirt sophomore quarterback for the Wolfpack, even as, again, signs of excitement bam knight looked good at running back another freshman running back jordan houston number 20 looked good those guys played well against the pirates peyton wilson the young linebacker did as well at the game that darren and will and i attended this weekend as part of our big tailgate tour Ameka amezi is a good wide receiver right tabari hines is a good wide receiver thayer thomas is a good wide receiver with those skill players if you get slightly better quarterback play moving forward you can be the kind of team you want to be coming off of nine win and nine win seasons these last two years under Dave Doran. Meanwhile, in victory, Carolina over South Carolina, as we welcome your calls, best and worst of the weekend, and your questions and comments about your favorite teams, 1-800-849-2761. The true freshman Sam Howell needs to learn how to get down and avoid more hits against college-level athletes and defenders. They're bigger, they're stronger, than faster. They're faster than what he dealt with as a record-setting high school quarterback here in our backyard. He did fumble the ball twice. He did take three sacks. He did make some false assumptions about how much time you have back there when you're dealing with an SEC defense. However, all in all, that's a heck of a performance by a true freshman quarterback coming from behind, away from home, neutral site game, against an SEC team in South Carolina. Final score 24-20 in favor of Carolina. It doesn't happen without Sam Howell hanging in there. And in comeback fashion, after the UNC offensive coaches didn't ask him to do a lot earlier in that game, they had to ask him to do more. 
as time was ticking away. Credit to Sam Howell for making those throws under pressure. Credit to Javante Williams and Michael Carter at the running back position. We knew going in that Carolina's strengths included a three-headed monster at running back. I don't think we knew the offensive line could play as well as it did against the Gamecocks. The Tar Heels had, like, perfect balance between running and passing. And they may not have depth on the offensive line, but they had five guys play really well and control the line of scrimmage for the most part. Most of Sam Howell's hits happened, you know, after the play. The original call broke down a little bit. But Javante Williams, Michael Carter, nothing wrong with those guys at running back. If they get consistent offensive line play, even with those three new starters, the Tar Heels have a chance to be better than they were projected by most in the preseason. Meanwhile, as we welcome your calls, 1-800-849-2761, was there a more acrobatic, one-handed touchdown reception in the clutch Seriously, it was getting to the point where either the Tar Heels were going to make a run at the Gamecocks or that game was over and those Carolina fans were going to head to the exits and try to beat the traffic out of the parking lot at Bank of America Stadium. In that setting, Sam Howell threw the pass right where he was supposed to throw it. Easily could have been an incompletion. Howell did his job by throwing it at a place. It is either a catch or... Or an incompletion, right? The South Carolina Gamecocks actually had it well covered in the left corner of the end zone there. So how does his job under pressure? Deami Brown, the young wide receiver, off balance while falling with one hand, tuck it in, roll the right way, make sure you're not on the boundary, you know, the, the white colored grass that would make you out of bounds. That was as big a game changer turning likely defeat into possible victory. They needed more after that. But without that play, I think we're talking about the Gamecocks of Carolina beating the Tar Heels of Carolina instead of the other way around. Bo Corrales had the other touchdown catch later. Antoine Green had a good one. Daz Newsom made some big plays. Uh, Toe Groves made – it's like five different wide receivers, three different running backs, all helped Sam Howell. All of that, to me, was predictable. If you listen to us a lot, we've kind of broken down who's good at what and where people have red flags or weak links. All of that on offense, including the guy we saw set records in high school at quarterback, all of those skill players more predictable. Carolina starting three new offensive linemen and mostly controlling the line of scrimmage, you know, 200-plus rushing yards on the day. That was harder to predict, I think, even for the Carolina coaches. And as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, for every worst of the weekend, like a Florida State, there's a best of for a Boise State. They went to Tallahassee and beat the Seminoles. For every worst of the weekend, like a Virginia Tech, there's a best of like Boston College. They could gravitate toward the top of the league just like they could gravitate toward the bottom. Hokies and the Eagles fit similar descriptions going into the weekend. BC did get the win in Chestnut Hill. Hokies worst of the weekend for some. After struggling last year under Justin Fuente, they get off on the wrong foot again. Steve Adazio and BC get the win. Meanwhile, if Tennessee was a worst of the weekend, second-year head coach Jeremy Pruitt, former Alabama defensive coordinator, they'll let you go 5-7. and seven. Your first year at Tennessee. You don't get as long a leash in year two, kind of like Willie Taggart at Florida State. They were hopping mad that the Seminoles missed a bowl in his first year because Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher hadn't missed a bowl in 30 plus years running. 
you get an even shorter kind of leash in year two. Jeremy Pruitt lost at home to Georgia State as the second-year head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. That was 38-30. to So you can make Tennessee a worst of the weekend, and I'll agree with you. How about a best of the weekend for Georgia State, which had never defeated a Power 5 opponent? Never until this weekend. They were 0-11, and their average defeat was 35 points. They got it done against Tennessee this weekend, 1-800-849-2761. One more quick thing about the Tar Heels win. Mac Brown was a big splash hire as the head coach, of course. Not as many people follow assistant coaches. It's just something that I've done for a long time because I'm telling you, getting those coordinator hires right or getting them wrong can be the, the difference between success and failure in the long run. It's that important. To me, the ideal staff is the figurehead head coach, the X and O guru coordinators, and then a whole bunch of good recruiters. The rest of the staff, go get me players coordinators you gotta at least get a stalemate in the x and o department don't lose the x and o battle if you win some x and o battles more power to you but you can't lose them in the larry fedora era at carolina i would say they won the x and o battle offensively most of the time i would say under larry fedora and people remember the last two years as the disasters that they were But he had an 11-win campaign. He had an 8-win campaign. I would say they mostly got special teams right. Only under Gene Chizik did they get defense right during the seven years of Larry Fedora. And remember, who was the coordinator when when, uh, they won 11 games and played for the ACC title? Gene Chizik. No more Chizik, no more advantage defensively in the X and O battle. It's not the only reason I'm not saying that. Obviously, injuries, personnel matter. But it's a big factor as I have experienced it over a long time now. When Mac Brown was hired, he got a guy named Phil Longo from Ole Miss, who has a good track record, and they got a guy named Jay Bateman from Army, who has a really good track record. When is the last time a UNC defense not led by Gene Chizik outsmarted the opponent? When you deal with a senior quarterback, and it was Jake Bentley, this is a guy who's a four-year college starter. If you do not occasionally cause the opposing quarterback, even if he's a veteran, to be confused by what he sees, you're not doing your job well. Jake Bentley, I would argue, on a majority of his dropbacks against the Tar Heels, who are not overwhelming with their personnel on defense at all. They're starting linebackers who had never started a game. One of them is a converted quarterback, for crying out loud. They just don't have any depth and not a lot of talent, decent talent. I would say if you can trick a senior four-year starter like Jake Bentley, who ended up hurting his foot and is apparently going to be replaced by a freshman moving forward for the Gamecocks starting this coming week, if you're confusing a senior on the majority of his dropbacks over a four-quarter game, and he was injured but did play until the end, You did not a good job. You did one of the best jobs in all of college football. The Gamecocks' best offensive player was neutralized. That's not an accident. That's a game plan. That's an execution issue. If you neutralize the best offensive player on the other team and you confuse the four-year starter quarterback on the majority of his dropbacks, it's not like they had Lawrence Taylor out there chasing the quarterback. 
This was a senior looking downfield and being surprised what he saw repeatedly. That is coaching plus execution plus winning the battle of the X's and O's. And again, other than Gene Chizik, in the last 20 years, how often have UNC defenses won the battle of X's and O's? You do not come back from Charlotte without any of these things. All of them had to happen. Sam Howell hanging in there, making those throws late. The three-headed monster at running back. Deami Brown's wild acrobatic catch. Bo Corrales' catch later in the right corner of the end zone. Antoine Green's scoop to keep a drive going on that wobbly pass where Sam Howell, if he laid it out there, it might have been like a long touchdown. All right, you didn't get that. But Antoine Green turned a likely incompletion into a diving, scooping catch right off the turf. That's a big play. If any one of these things, including defensive coordinator Bateman's winning of the X's and O's, if any one of these elements is missing, there's no viral Mac Brown dance in the locker room. There's no emotional Mac Brown conversation with Allison Williams. That's how close it was. If you watch the game, the heels snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. There's no doubt about it. How good will they be in the longer run? We don't know. You'll learn a lot more against the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday night. We hope to see you there as we bring the big tailgate tour there. A lot went right for the Tar Heels, from coaching to execution to the freshman quarterback to, I mean, seriously, seven or eight skill players all made significant plays that mattered. Shout out for the Wolfpack taking care of business the way they were supposed to. Shout out to the Tar Heels for surprising a lot of people against the Gamecocks in Charlotte. Wake Forest was another of my best of the weekend. So was UVA. So was Jalen Hurts now at Oklahoma. So was Justin Fields now at Ohio State. Those transfer quarterbacks I thought were among the more important developments in the national college football picture. More thoughts on those matters with your calls. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw over the extended weekend of sports in any sport? And what is your big question about your favorite team after a victory or defeat? You can be next. Richard is in Williamston. Daniel is in Asheville. Sam is in Henderson. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours. Okay? (laughs) Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Best of the weekend nominee, Mac Brown, will join us in less than 30 minutes. We're taking more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls. You have questions about your favorite teams after victory or defeat. The Atlanta Braves, Justin Verlander, Team USA in basketball, Serena Williams, Rafael Nadal, and Roger Federer at the U.S. Open. Jacoby Brissett's new contract and a little bit off the beaten path. Miami Heat president Pat Riley and Heat legend Dwayne Wade. There were viral videos that included Mac Brown's locker room dance, and I do recommend that. We'll certainly ask him about it when he joins us in less than 30 minutes. As we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. We'll go to Daniel in Asheville. Sam in Henderson has the Justin Williams stepping away from hockey story of the weekend on his mind. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Whereas 75% of my attention was all these best and worst from college football, and then I followed the Panthers and others' cuts 
on Saturday, especially in some editions, even in the aftermath of that. Another viral video worth recommending as we come back to your statewide phone calls. Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade. Picture this in your mind's eye if you haven't seen this. I did retweet it at David Glenn Show on Twitter if you want to check it out. They are hanging out in San Tropez. Ever been there, Darren? I'd love to take you there someday. No, can't it, say that I've been. It is called the French Riviera. You've probably heard jokes. You know, somebody who grows up in the mountains of Virginia, of course, is going to hear some jokes. Whatever the fancy local place was for you, that you're going to hear somebody say, oh, this is our version of the Riviera. Or the art, this is our version <laughs> yeah. of the French yeah. Riviera, right? <laughs> well, there's a real French Riviera, and it is amazing. And Saint-Tropez is one of the big cities there. Well, Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade were on a yacht somewhere near Saint-Tropez here in the basketball offseason as some of their NBA colleagues are trying to win a gold medal at the World Cup. They are dressed in matching Aladdin costumes, and I mean Riley's is off the charts. This is not an off-the-shelf Aladdin costume for Pat Riley. I mean, he's got the, the wise old white beard, but he's also got, like, the dangling little jewelry from his waist and all the rest of the Aladdin costume. And then he and D-Wade are dancing in unison on the yacht near Saint-Tropez. That's not a bad day. Like, even if you're not dancing well, it really, at that point, doesn't matter. You're on a yacht in Saint-Tropez. How bad could things be? Throw in the, the matching Aladdin outfits. It was, for me, an off-the-beaten-trail best of the weekend. Daniel is in Asheville and has college football on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. What do you say, brother? I'm doing great, man. What was your best or worst of the weekend? Yeah, my best, man, had to be my Tar Heels. It's been a been a long time coming, man. It really has. It's so so great to see Matt come back and have an actually inspired football team. They looked really really good. They really did, and uh, just excited to see uh, see what uh, what's in the future for uh, for our Tar Heels, man. How, and, uh, how's this for a crazy fact? The last time Carolina won a game, a season opener against a Power Five opponent was 1997. So it's been 22 years since the Tar Heels in football won a season opener against a Power 5 opponent. What do they have in common, even though they're 22 years apart? Who was the head coach in 1997? Mac Brown. They opened the season. They were on their way to an 11-1 campaign that year. I don't think that's going to happen this time. But that's a long gap, number one, 22 years. And Mac's signature is on both of them. I mean, that's a... We've heard about the recruiting. We've heard about the young talent. We already knew about talent at some positions. Uh, they were the underdog, and they got it done. Most underdogs got smashed this weekend, right? Now, the Tar Heels were only like a six- or seven-point underdog, so it's not like they turned the world upside down. But, you know, Duke got hammered by Alabama, as expected. ECU got hammered by NC State, as expected. The top teams, in fact, Clemson crushes Georgia Tech, Alabama crushes Duke, Georgia crushes Vandy. There's nothing really all that notable about those sorts of wins. It is notable when the Tar Heels spring a win like this and end a 40- or 22-year uh, absence along those lines. And I do think it is notable when, say, the number four team in the nation, Oklahoma, finds its quarterback. Now, you knew what Jalen Hurts did at Alabama, including that 26-2 and starter record, but you weren't sure that he was going to be great right away in Lincoln Riley's offense with the Sooners. I mean, you couldn't be sure. 
after his time as a backup to Tua Tungavaloa at, at, uh, with the Crimson Tide. How about 508 yards of total offense and six touchdowns? How about if there was a just-for-fun straw poll for the Heisman Trophy right now? I mean, one weekend, I know that's ridiculous. But just for fun, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson wouldn't be on it. By his standards, he was mediocre against Georgia Tech. His running back, Travis Etienne at Clemson, probably would be you know, on the short list of week one Heisman candidates. So who had Jalen Hurts on that list as the new transfer starter at Oklahoma and Trevor Lawrence throwing two interceptions for the Tigers and really having kind of pedestrian day by his standards? That's, there's not a lot of shockers in the week zero or week one of college football, but I think those were among the notable developments. Justin Fields taking over at Ohio State. Buckeyes preseason number five, for those who don't know. It's a little bit like the Jalen Hurts situation. He had fallen to backup status with the Georgia Bulldogs, looked for a new place, wins the starting job at Ohio State, and it was against a lesser opponent, I think, significantly lesser opponent. But Justin Fields has a great debut for the Buckeyes as their new starter. Jalen Hurts has a great debut for the Sooners as their new starter. Two of the top five teams in the nation believe they have their quarterbacks as guys that you need if you're going to make a run at another trip to the college football playoff. 1-800-849-2761. More of your phone calls on the other side. Mac Brown of UNC in about 20 minutes or so. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks who work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. What was the most important move the Carolina Panthers made? Cut. Addition, subtraction, change, surprise. I'll offer my two cents on that in the aftermath of cut day on Saturday. And we'll welcome yours on all things NFL. Jacoby Brissett has a new deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody's wondering why the Miami Dolphins are doing the NFL equivalent of tanking. That was a weird franchise over the weekend at the pro level. Auburn, Ohio State, Oklahoma, UNC, UVA, Wake Forest, and others. Best of the weekend from college football. Shout out to some first-time winners as head coaches in new locales, including App State's Eli Drinkwitz. The Mountaineers were supposed to roll against an inferior opponent, but they did, so credit to them. Clemson, NC State, Syracuse, and others got kind of taking care of business wins as heavy favorites. More of your best and worst of the weekend. Phone calls on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. And Mac Brown on The David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything it. open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show.